from the Summer Skate Studios behind the Mask Hockey Shop to present College Hockey West Live for October 30th, 2022. Behind the Mask College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. College graduate, member of the military, then you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. AT&T Wireless. Unlimited, high-speed 5G data at no extra cost. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. M-Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. And by Drury Inns and Suites, travel happy again. Book your next day at DruryHotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-IN. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios presented by Behind the Mask as a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, to another edition, another episode, if you will, of College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight, not from Las Vegas, Nevada, back in Arizona and uh, doing it. As we are parked outside of a uh, beautiful Panera Bread restaurant on Warner Road and I-10 in Phoenix. If you know where that's at, uh, come down and, uh, and and shop and get some food and enjoy it. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein out on Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you? Uh I'm doing fine. There's nothing going on. So have a good night, everybody, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> uh, nothing going on for you, maybe. Well, it's not like there's anything going on in college hockey. Uh, there is hockey being played on a college campus, but, uh, you know, that's. That's a whole nother story. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, basically. <laughs> okay. Like seeing, I do like these extra chances to, to look at a pitchfork, though. Yeah, yeah, isn't that great? That whole oh. building is always going to be uh, maroon and gold. There's no secret about that. So for however long the Coyotes are in that mullet arena, uh, it will always be mullet arena, the home of the Arizona State Sun Devils, who are looking for a chance to go to a national tournament. And who knows, Paul, maybe a Frozen Four and maybe a national championship trophy is coming to Tempe, Arizona. Well, hopefully at some point that happens. Some point? You tell Robert Master Simone that uh, it's going to be some point. He wants that trophy this season. So does Josh Stone. So does Lucas Sillinger. So does TJ Semptonfelter. Those boys are fired up. Matter of fact, they told me, Paul, when they came off the ice last night, they looked right at me as I had my camera running. I would have put it up on Twitter, but there was a few too many uh, 
not not very good words for the internet even but uh <laughs> they were really? excited they're, are they you know really what they told me paul you know what they told me they said this is a hockey school every well, man came by me told me this is a hockey school well it is but that's another story um but <laughs> oh, the boys are, are fired there, up the boys were fired up are there really bad words for the internet I mean, it is the internet. Yeah, you got a point there, but I but, didn't figure it was no, appropriate listen, for the guys to be no, aired not. that way. Um, so I, I will not. But Mike Field not, but, gave me a thumbs up. Alex Hicks gave me a thumbs up when they went by into the locker room. And you could hear the uh, the alma mater, uh, the, uh, the fight song being yeah, sung I mean, very loud, very clear I mean, from the press conference room. I mean, listen, I'm, you know, we'll get into it, obviously, in more detail in a few minutes. Um, you know, whatever order you want to cover the stuff that happened this weekend. I don't know if you want to do the other games first and then. No, no, but... no, 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 no. We're starting off with what happened in right, Vegas, well, baby. Anyway, because what happens in Vegas now is around the college hockey world. Well, it's true. True. No <laughs> Can you tell I'm a little worked up? I drove all the way from Vegas, fought the traffic through Kingman for 40 minutes, uh, trying to get onto the interstate, fought wait, wait, the traffic first getting of into. All, First of all, how is there enough people in Kingman for their Oh, oh good God. It's not anybody in Kingman. It's everybody coming from Vegas to either back to California or back to Arizona. There is a log jam. Two and a half miles, Paul, took me 40 minutes. Two and a half miles. Really? Okay, so now you understand what the Long Island Distressway is like and yeah. what L.A. traffic is like if you didn't before. Yeah, the Kingman Distressway. I'm just saying, I mean, two miles in 40 minutes, that's about right. Um, Oh, God, that was awful. It was so bad. And then I had to pull in the Love's truck stop to get fuel. And when I pulled in there, the line uh, for cars waiting to get up to the fuel pumps was all the way out to the freeway. It was crazy. Stop, right? It was crazy. There were other places to stop, but they all looked like that. Okay. I I, I, listen, I don't know. I, I. you know, I try to avoid the, you know, I mean, I can't even imagine. <laughs> just, anyway, I, I made it down here. I'm on my way out to that beautiful Caesars Resort, Harris, uh, Maricopa, yeah. uh, Harris Akchin in Maricopa, Arizona. I'm headed that is direction. That, right, that but like before that, uh, before that, we had to stop and do a, uh, a podcast because there were great things happening at T-Mobile Arena last night. Well, listen, it was, I mean, you were there, so I can't, you know, what I, I can only tell you what it, what it was like on this end. And first of all, I thought I was going to have to go buy a beer distributor. (laughs) I think Eddie might've been counting them too after the first period. (laughs) Well, after the first 10 minutes anyway, um, and so I was, and and not that because apparently I made this wager. I made it for consent. you. Yeah, I apparently. made it for you. You're welcome. Yeah. You're yeah. How did um, it turn out for you, Eddie? You owe me a beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it turned out okay. Yeah, it turned out okay. I, I mean, all right. So here's the dis- here are the discussions that that have that are, that we've taken that have taken place. Um, because, uh, first of all, uh, the, I hadn't remembered 
I mean, I remember, I remember, there aren't too many games that I don't at least remember the outcome of. You know? Um, but that is as solid a defensive game that I was able to remember off the top of my head that ASU was played. Let me take it one step farther because you know how many games I see in person every year. That might have been one of my top five third-period defensive efforts because, um, and I asked this question in the press conference, Paul, uh, both to Robert uh, Master Simone and to uh, to Coach Powers. Um, they came out, and the Sun Devils I'm talking about, came into the third period tied at 2-2. 24 seconds into the third period, um, Mr. Master Simone uh, the Long Island kid, right? Yes, one of them. Okay, just checking, just checking. Uh, anyway. I would have brought it up, don't worry. He he goes to the net, scores a beautiful goal, just a huge individual effort. Um, so immediately they're up 3-2, and you're wondering, what's going to happen? And Coach Power said this too. He goes, we knew North Dakota was coming with a push or two or three or whatever. Um, but he said, we were so confident after we got the lead that we were determined to lock it down. And boy, did they lock it down. Now, let me tell you what Robert told me. Robert said between the second and third period, his line got together, Lucas Sillinger, Josh Doan himself, and they said, we need to be the difference. We need to go win this hockey game right now. And he, and I asked him, I said, so when you got the lead, how did you feel? And he goes, we knew we were good because we knew TJ wasn't going to let anything by him. So we knew that once we got the lead, it was ours. And I'm going like, good Lord, that is confidence if there is ever confidence out there. Well, first of all, um, the shots had to get to the goalie. <laughs> yeah, ice bag hockey, baby. I mean, uh, block shots are a semi. Uh, it's not that they're subjective stat. It's not that it's a subjective stat. Um, it's just not as easy to keep as obviously a shot that the goalie makes a save on or doesn't make a save on, you know, as a shot on goal. Um, you know, it's kind of a little bit like recording tackles in football. You know, it really does depend on who's doing it. Now, I'm assuming that you know, with that game being there, with being, you know, being run by the Hockey Hall of Fame that, or the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame that, you know, they didn't skimp on those things. So I'm assuming that they were reasonably accurate. Let, let me just say this. Don't assume anything. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. Don't assume anything. Are you trying to say they were inaccurate? I just said don't assume anything. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, I'm just, you know, Positioning the discussion here. That's all. Yeah. Okay. Um, if they, you know, they they were apparently blocked twenty shots last night. And, oh, yeah, I can I can believe that. And the captain had about half of those. I can believe that too. Okay. Um, I mean, so I think they blocked more shots than North Dakota got to the net. You're probably right because in that third period alone. Every time North Dakota came into the neutral zone and tried to penetrate the uh, Sun Devil blue line, there was uh, just like a wall. I mean, they were just stopping everything. 
Um, I've got some great pictures of guys, defensemen. I thought the defensive core was outstanding last night. And they play without uh, Niedermeyer, who went out yeah. early uh, with an injury. And Coach Powers said he was a little worried about what, what to do uh, with that. But he, he gave a lot of credit to Tanner Hickey for stepping up and taking on that role and doing a great job. Well, I was gonna. I was just going to say that. I mean, Hickey came over a couple of years ago as a transfer when Huntsville shut down. Um, and I, I, there is not you couldn't even argue that that wasn't his best game. Oh yeah, but far and away, far I mean, and away. I mean, it's it's not even a close argument. And you know, it was fortunate based on what happened that. You know, last night, Coach Powers decided to address an extra defenseman. He said he had a feeling <laughs> that uh, he might be, need seven. To be uh, honest I guess you, it was a physical play of North Dakota, which, by the way, Paul, they were very physical. They were. They absolutely were. Um, I probably would dress seven defensemen all the time because I think it's easier to double shift a winger than trying to. Than, than getting your defenseman worn down. Yeah, I think that's that's a true statement, and I think also that when you got the depth on forward, like you have uh, at Arizona State this year, uh, you, you're going to roll four lines a lot right. because you can, right? Yes. Um, and I think I, I think you're 100 percent correct on that. You you dress seven just in case, and you got a guy like uh, Mr. Niedermeyer who can actually play. Both ways, pretty darn well. So when he's healthy, uh, he gives you that opportunity. And let's not take anything away from Timmy Lovell or guys like that. No, I don't. They can I don't move the puck too. I don't want to take anything away. I mean, there were only there was maybe two. There were two, maybe three incidents last night where I was like, "Oh, that's gonna burn him," and it didn't happen. So that's good. One involved a forward, and one involved a defenseman. Um, I know what two you're talking about. You probably do, but, um, but you know, uh, they had a great, not only were they blocking shots, um, there was very little, uh, North Dakota had zone time, but there were very few instances where I looked, was watching and it felt like that ASU was trapped in their own end. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Um, you know, it was kind of a tale of, of two games because uh, North Dakota, and I, I sent you a text message. I said, boy, stop the bleeding quick or this could get ugly. Because uh, as I asked Coach Powers that too, I said, how did you feel after it was it, it was 2 nothing?" He said, surprisingly, we weren't even nervous because he said one of them was uh, Josh Dorn and Lucas Sillinger running into to each other, uh, gave them an opportunity for a scoring chance, a good one, and they converted. And the other one was, uh, as he called it, a bad bounce on the power play that left the guy wide open and uh, gave him the two goals. So he said, we didn't really feel like we were being outplayed or, or anything like that. We thought we were in this thing. Well, I thought they were in the first 10 minutes. I, I, I thought they, 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 that they were in the first 10 minutes. I thought the first 10 minutes were not that North Dakota dominated, but I think it took ASU a little longer to get their footing than than North Dakota did. That being said, um, it's not like 
North Dakota was all over the place and getting 20 shots in the first 10 minutes of the, of the, of the game. No, no. Coach is exactly right when he said that. They uh, they got a couple of breaks their way, and that's what happens in hockey. And uh, credit to Arizona State. They stuck with it. They didn't, uh, you know, and you said maybe getting a slow start. Well, when you walked into that building, Paul, and I know you've seen the pictures, um, it was all green everywhere. Well, there were green towels in every seat. There were green uh, strobe lights going off. It, it was all green. So if you're an opposing team, I don't care what team you are, it's going to take you a couple minutes to to figure out that hey, the, you know, we can play here too uh, because this uh, this setup is going to work for us too. Uh, listen, I mean, when they played that game in Nashville last year against Penn State. Um, I, it wasn't even a week where I said, okay, guys, the, the, the game next year is in Vegas against ASU. Start getting your ticket plans now because you know that building is going to be full of green and white. So nobody should have been shocked by that. No, and I don't think shock is the right word, Paul. I think um, just getting used to the ice surface, getting used to T-Mobile. I mean, you commented to me when I sent you the first picture. You, you said, boy, you're high up. Uh, well, that that's yeah, a that's, massive building. That is a massive building. I did say that. Yeah, and uh, so when the players come out there and they look up and they see the guys in the radio booth in the press box and they're like five stories higher than them, uh, I'm sure there was some you know moments of awe, if you will, because that's human nature, right? And you think. and you get used to it, and you, you know they're sitting on the uh, on the Vegas Golden Knights bench, and um, they're coming through that that. Uh, walkway with the mirrors i mean everything is dressed up and and nhl caliber right. so i i'm a i you know i think it just takes a little while to get used to it and um they did they uh stopped the bleeding if you will and then they just took control and two things that stood out to me paul uh, they didn't need tj semptonfelter to be superman in that game no. But as you said, they did such a great job blocking shots and stuff that TJ could just be TJ, and he looked really good being TJ, who, by the way, only gave up two goals again, uh, which is incredible. Um, so that was one thing. The other thing that stood out to me was they were very, very disciplined, I thought. They played solid defense and took very few penalties, and there was nothing after the whistle. There was no pushing or shoving. A couple of times around the goal crease, maybe, but but even then, it was nothing. It was nothing that was going to cause uh, a whistle to go and a and a couple minute minor penalty to go because both teams knew if you put the other team on the power play, you were in trouble. Well, we certainly knew that that ASU was going to have a problem if they went to the box too much. Oh, North now, Dakota knew it too. Trust me, North Dakota knew they couldn't put them on the power play. Well. You know, as as we mentioned in our special episode before the game yesterday, North Dakota got 50% of their goals on the power play. Guess what? Guess what they got last night? Yeah, I know what they got. 50% of their goals on the power play. <laughs> yes, um, I do. Except, um, you know, they scored on the first one, and then ASU killed the next three. And, and that was huge, especially – the one just before the end of the second period. Because when you look at that, at that point, um, I believe at that point that the uh, the game was tied. It, it was tied, and and, and Robert Master Simone was the guy in the box, I believe. 
Uh, I, I mean, I'll and he look. came out and got the goal 24 seconds into the third period. Well, yeah, he did. Uh, he was the one in the box because he actually was. I I heard one of the video clips where he said he came out of the. You know, he he was came out of the box because he had those last two seconds to serve. So they started, you know, Doan and 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 Sillinger. So to have the top line out there to start a period. Um, and killing that penalty, you know, at that point in the game, and then just to, to, to add on to get that goal after North Dakota had one of their better chances in the night. Yeah. Yes, they did. Okay. Um, a tremendous, tremendous, uh, big time goal there by Robert Master Simone. Um, you know, um, and you're sitting there and you're saying like, you know, as he, when he scores, you're like, holy cow, she has a lead. And, <laughs> you and, weren't and the only was, one saying that, Paul. There was about 14, 15,000 people in green and white that were going like, we don't have the lead anymore. <laughs> you know, uh, and, you know, as you sit there and, you know, this is just, and I'm sure that a lot of this is my own fatalistic Something's going to go wrong because it's supposed to, you know, for the teams <laughs> I root for. Um, and you get, and they get, you know, and, you, and you're kind of looking at the clock. Every time the whistle blows, you're looking at the clock to see how much time is left. And every time the whistle blows, you're looking at the clock. Because, first of all, you're not playing, so you have no control over anything. You know, you know who else is looking at the clock? Coach Powers. I'm sure he was. Because <laughs> we asked him about that icing in the last, with eight seconds to go, and he said, yeah, we didn't think it was an icing. We didn't think they were going to call icing, but well, they did. Well, they did. But how do he you said, call icing before it hits the goal line? <laughs> I know, I'm, I know. I'm sitting there, I'm watching, and I'm like, are you kidding? I mean, I know. If, 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 first of all, I, know. I, don't if, I don't know if you can review that. I don't think you can. I don't think but, you can. But how do you call icing? And and I and I and it's easy for me to complain about it now because Asia won the game. I probably would be complaining about it even more. We probably would have been starting with that. You know what though, Coach Powers said uh, his attitude was, and the team's attitude was, okay, so we got eight more seconds to kill. Let's just go do it. You know, um, yeah, but you, but I mean, it's just it, you, doesn't the puck have to cross the goal line? For it to be icing? Yeah, I think it was just just a quick whistle. I mean, they, they knew. Then, then the face the officials center ice. Yeah, it should have been. But the, the officials knew the, the scenario in the game and, and all that. And I think they knew it was an icing call coming. They just blew it down too soon. And anyway, that, that that's really not the point that, that we want to be right, on. Anyway, and, and by the way, um, folks, I, I keep referencing Coach Powers. I did invite him on. He did say thank you. But uh, he had a... a time to take his son to a uh, New York Rangers Coyotes game tonight at Mullet and uh, he said he was going to do that instead of talk to us and he said I'll have a rain check if I could I said okay coach that'll work I can't imagine that that he'd rather go to a game than talk to us (laughs) coach you're going to work no, he's uh, taking uh, his son to uh, the game. Okay. So there's a whole different different ball game right there. Um, and by the way, Drew DeRitter played big time last night too. Oh yeah, he was he was Drew DeRitter. I mean, that's what he does. And uh, if you don't think North Dakota's high caliber, oh goodness, 
They are so high caliber. I was watching Tyler Clevin. You're watching guys like uh, Reese Gaber. You, you look out there, you see uh, Jackson Blake. You see all these uh, these guys that are just multi-talented hockey players. And great stuff from North Dakota. We started with the uh, the block shots, but, boy, they took those guys out of the game for North Dakota. Reese Gaber was just, like, non-existent. I mean, he had some opportunities, but not great A's. Not by any stretch. No, and and you sit there and you and, and a couple of different things. Um, first of all, uh, and I don't know if you as it going, uh, we can go uh, to that uh, with about six minutes left, the five and a half minutes left. ASU forced North Dakota to ice the puck after they had spent about two minutes in the North Dakota end with a with with a great section of four checking and they kept North Dakota hemmed in their own zone and, 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 and they made, uh, you know, Brad Berry use his timeout because his guys were wiped. Yes. You know, Same thing great. happened on the Arizona state side. And that was a great timeout by coach powers earlier in the game. Yeah, much. Yeah. It was earlier in the game. There's no doubt. Um, but at that point we didn't really have a feel for how the game was going. So I don't know. If, so that probably was, you know, I was kind of one. Paul, in all fairness, I think he did. I think Coach Powers had a feel, he and he knew these guys needed a break, and uh, he wanted to control the game, and he did. He controlled the game with that timeout. Yeah, you know, and um, and you look back at certain things that happened uh, during the game. Uh, for example, you know, as we talked about those power play goals, right? And look at those power play goals. Yeah, and, uh, uh, Copperwood got a power play goal, and he got a bunch of those last year. Um, but a little bit of it, the, the difference with this one is, you know, he was moving the puck around. You know, yeah, let- it, it wasn't a predictable thing where they where he was in one spot. You know, he let- had the puck at the side of the net, came around in front, and was able to get a screen to put the path, the puck past the Ritter. Yeah, let me let me interject something that Coach Powers said about that too. He said uh, the plan tonight was to hide, if you will, um, Copperud, not to let them see Copperud on the first power play. They were going to put him on the second power play, but then Jackson Niedermeyer got hurt, right. and he said that whole plan went went out the window right then and there. So, um, well, the point of it is the unpredictability. Exactly. And that's exactly what he was trying to be more unpredictable because he knew that North Dakota was going to key on Copperwood. So he put him on the second unit to see if their second unit could adjust. But he said, I never got to try it because uh, <laughs> Jackson got hurt so quick. I, I didn't get a chance to see how it worked, but you're right. You're right. He, he was not predictable on that shot and he does have a laser shot. There's just no doubt about it. Right. It's just that when you stay when you when you're stationary on the power play, you make it easy for the penalty killers. Oh, of course you do, unless you're Alexander Ovechkin. Right. And, then that, that, and, <laughs> and there aren't any more of those that I know of. No, not. I mean, I mean, we're, we're, we are talking about and I never in my life thought I would be, say this, but a guy that's got a legitimate chance to break Wayne Gretzky's record for goals. I mean, yeah, just, I didn't think I'd just, say that either, but he I does. I never thought he, in my life I'd be saying that. And that is just insane. So, um, and the fact that he's still doing it and he's been playing what, 20 years in the league now. Yeah. It's crazy. Still, 
Um, and get your tickets thing, watching at uh, Mullet Arena. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure there'll be a lot of. I'm. I'm sure that game will will be packed too. Paul, there are some games, huh? He won't be playing, Paul. Uh, you know, he doesn't want to give up those games. If you're chasing Gretzky, yeah, you don't want to he, give up those games. He might give it up, depending on when that game is with Vegas. So, uh, anyway, maybe. shh, don't tell anybody. Uh, no, anyway, whatever. Um, <laughs> and even on the and 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 on the cylinder goal, once again, it was a screen. It got people to the net. Yeah, you, you remember practice I was at on Tuesday. There was a bunch of that, Paul. There was a really? bunch of that. I've got footage beyond belief of how often they worked on that. So, um, yeah, that that did not surprise me in the least. What? L- let me tell you a couple things, and I'll kind of wrap my end of it, and then you can wrap it up because we got more to talk about on other things. Really? But this is what I took away from this, uh, Paul. Uh, number one, they had never played North Dakota before. Coach Powers called them the blue blood program in college hockey not one of the blue blood blue blood um so for them to go and beat them in the style that they beat them there was no doubt i mean i haven't put up the uh the press conference for brad barry and uh gavin hayne um just because you know me i i don't like putting up the losing press but but they were gavin hayne was asked a question and he for seriously about 10 seconds didn't answer he just looked and he said i don't know and it was like what happened what what went wrong and they they were truly stunned because i i think they knew that they were outplayed and uh, for north dakota to say they got outplayed in a hall of fame game with fifteen thousand screaming fans and people that had come you know all the way down to vegas for this so i was impressed with the way arizona state held themselves there's also paul a very large chip it, it might be a 50 pound boulder sitting on their uh on their shoulders because they really feel disrespected in a lot of ways like uh the, both players robert uh, master simone and um and matthew copper both said the same thing they said people don't give us a chance anytime we play and if we win they find a way to say that that we shouldn't have won but we did and, you know, so that chip is huge. And if you think this wasn't a stepping stone, I told you before this weekend, I said, if they beat North Dakota and if they are fortunate enough, and I think they can, I'm not going to say they will yet, but I think they can sweep Minnesota at Mullet Arena. They are now a team to be reckoned with. Are they Denver yet? No, no, they're not Denver yet. And they'll find out the first weekend how good they are against Denver. But, but they are... Um, a team that's taken massive steps and they've taken them the right way. Quality players. Um, they carry themselves very well. They, they celebrated a championship, but, but they knew that was one game and that's not the championship they want to celebrate. And that's where championship culture comes in. I saw it last year with Denver start to finish. And I'm seeing that same vibe from this Arizona state team. Why do you do this to me? <laughs> Why do you put me in a position where I have to be like, calm down? Go ahead. You can be hyped up too. You don't have to be calmed down. You're the alum here. Be I, hyped listen, up. Listen, I am very hyped up about the game last night. It's one of the best games. And there are different ways you can look at, at things. Um, 
this this game last night is one of the best games that the team has played since its inception, right? You could argue that the Penn State game that they won at Penn State uh, when they were still a club team was the biggest game in, in program no, slash. No, no, no. Uh, no this this, there is an argument to be made because that opened people's eyes. Well, it did, but come on. Okay. Come the on. Game, no, no, club no. team against Penn State. Has Penn State won any national championships yet? Uh, but, Have they been but, to any frozen fours context, yet? Context, context, context. No, this was the biggest okay. game. This was um, this is a national championship a, team that's won seven, eight national no, championships. No, I, I, I'm, I'm just saying there's the arguments to be made. Right, Quinnipiac a few years ago in 2018, when no. they when they beat no. them four to one. No, this okay. is bigger. This is bigger. Well, listen, I'm just telling you the discussions that have been had. That's all. You know, they well, dominated stop the discussion. game against Quinnipiac. This was their best game ever. Um, you know, in terms of the opponent and the 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 visibility of the pro of the opponent. Obviously, beating North Dakota in that situation is going to catch a lot more people's attention than than most things. It is, and let me tell you, come talk to me the Monday after Thanksgiving, Paul, because that will be the biggest weekend. Well, you want history. listen. First of all, if you want to hear me hyped up, <laughs> you remember if you that? You want to hear me hyped up. <laughs> You know that boulder I was talking about on their shoulder? That's going to yeah. be triple the size for that weekend because, boy, they have a lot of payback. And if you think that they're not going to come out with everything they got both nights, think again. Like I said, I'm telling you, like I said, if you want to hear me hyped up, and I mean short of being in a frozen four, you want to hear me hyped up, go 2-0 and o Thanksgiving weekend. And I promise you, I, I will come on Mon- that that Sunday night with dance music, <laughs> and I will. We might have to go to video that night. Uh, maybe, but I don't know if our executive <laughs> producer would be happy about that. <laughs> anyway, but, yeah. So I, I'm just, uh, you want to hear me? Hi- no, listen, I was hyped up last night. It was a tremendous night, a huge night in the history of the program. Huge. Okay. Um, and and I am not trying to downplay it at all. Okay. Um, the 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 that win moved them up to twenty one from from like what were they like thirty something going into the weekend, the pairwise. Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not and, and they didn't deserve it, Paul. They did not deserve it. They did not deserve it. I'll tell you why. Like I, I'll tell you on the air. Like I tell you off the air. They played Minnesota Duluth the first two nights of the season. They played Bemidji the next two games, both on the road. They stayed on the road for 10 days. You want to talk about how difficult that is? That's difficult. Then you come back and you got the hype of a brand-new arena and all the pageantry that goes with it. And, and, and by Saturday night, you're just emotionally drained, and you lose a game that you probably don't lose any other time during the year. But but you have to write that one off, and you have to look at what they did after that. Then they come in, they get an NCHC opponent. By the way, they're three and zero against NCHC. Well, no, I guess they're not. Sorry about that. They are uh, three and two, three and two yeah. uh, against right. NCHC yeah. opponents. But they get a very good Colorado College team in, and they sweep them at home. 
Then they go uh, and play this one-game um, contest in, in Vegas, and they win it again. I asked Coach Powers, I said, so uh, is it fair to say you love Vegas now? He goes, <laughs> kind of smiles and chuckles, and he says, yeah. Yeah, he said, we're undefeated here. Maybe we should play all of our games here. Well, first of all, that was the worst part of the whole weekend. What's that? What, I got to listen to you and your, well, see, <laughs> uh, no, the goalie at 35. <laughs> the omen, the worst part. two 35s win that's, in Vegas. That's that's the worst part of the weekend. But, um, no, that's a big time TJ, game. nothing against you, man. Nothing against no, you, TJ. He didn't mean that. TJ. No, it has everything to do with you. And you're nonsense. <laughs> TJ, back me up, my man. Please back me up. God. Um. But, no, a tremendous, tremendous night. A, a banner night for the program. You know, these are the games that, you know, and legitimately two months from now, I'd right, be looking at this game like, you know, that was the night. You know, and Coach said that. He said it was a benchmark game. But you know what also he said, Paul? He said that um, this win really – isn't going to mean a thing if we don't continue it on and oh, continue yes. to win games. Because like I said, they want to carry that big trophy in the mullet arena, not just that small one. They're very proud of being the, the hockey hall of fame um, champions, but, but they want to carry the big trophy in there and, and they know they've got the roster to compete with anybody in the country. There's no doubt about it. It's a matter. I mean, and I told you that from the beginning, I said, well, you got a guy like TJ Semptonfelter back there. Um, it just breathes confidence. I ask the guys that every time I have a chance to visit with one of the players, I say, you know, how important is TJ to you? And they just immediately gasp and they go, you know, we just have so much confidence in him. We know he's going to do this job. We know he's going to stop the puck. We know he's going to keep us in a game. We know he's going to keep the lead when we give it to him. So that's where it starts. But what's the word I've been using all year? Cohesiveness, right? This is a cohesive group. They are very, very close, and I saw that again this weekend, and um, that that's where it starts, man. I mean, you pick each other up. You talk about 20 block shots, if that was accurate. That's cohesiveness because that means you're playing for your teammates. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally understand that, and, and there's part of me that's kind of glad that they're off this weekend. Oh, everybody should be glad they're off this weekend. They need a little, They need a little break. You know, um, you know, and I'm sure that um, it will the, the the that they'll start working on. Hey, you know, North Dakota doesn't mean anything if you don't go out and take two from Anchorage. Probably started that. Well, he might not start that till Wednesday. Yeah, there's there's a new theme around the program too, Paul. And I don't know if you picked up on it earlier, but. Um, it, the word from Coach Powers is earn your Saturday night. Um, he, he's tired of having a win on Friday and a loss on Saturday. Yeah, so he challenges <laughs> he challenges the guys. He said, you know what? Earn your Saturday night. If you want to have a good time Saturday night, go get a win and a sweep. Don't just get a split. Go get a sweep, and you can enjoy your Saturday night. Well, this was only a Saturday night game, but I'll tell you what. Uh, I can tell you those guys enjoyed Saturday night for the last two weekends in a row. Because uh, they've earned them. And, uh, of course, Alaska Anchorage coming up here in two weeks. And uh, that'll be uh, a good series as well because Anchorage is playing tough. But 
this team is is on a mission. They're cohesive. Am I going to pick them to win the national championship? No, not yet. But um, do they have the talent to? Absolutely they do. Can they put it all together? Can they knock off? Can they get a little puck luck, if you will? Uh, we'll find out down the stretch. But they've got the home ice advantage. You know, how many games left at home, Paul? 20? A lot. <laughs> Something like that. So there's a lot of ways that they can do this. Um, but a lot I, of good teams on that on that schedule, too. Exactly, and that boosts the pairwise. So I, I said they had to win 22 games. That was my my um, magic number, 22 games. I think they can get in with 20 because of the, no. the schedule they have and with the, uh, the, the quality of play that they're bringing. Yeah, win the next game. I don't care about the game. I don't care about getting to 20. No, no, get to you want a magic number? 20, no, 22. I don't. Now it's down to 17. One. One. 17. 17 more wins, man. You can book your trip to Florida. Yeah, okay. No, I, I'll, I'll wait for you to do that. You're going to wait uh, for the regional, too? Well, hopefully. Uh, okay, let's do this. Let's take a break. Let's okay. come back and see what uh, you kind of already alluded to, what it did in the pairwise. Let's look at the pairwise quickly, and then we'll wrap it up with uh, the rest of the team. Some teams got sweeps, the national champions. Some teams got splits. Air Force, Colorado College, Lindenwood. Lindenwood, by the way, went on the road and won at Bentley yeah. and uh, won handily. We'll get back to that in just a minute. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. Thrilled to have you with us. The nation's top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for the next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. 
Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Question? Comment? Let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. All right. Welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed it is. College Hockey West Live. It's Sunday night. It's a reaction show. I think for the first, uh, I don't know, uh, 40 minutes or so, you've got the idea that we had a pretty good reaction over last night for good reason. Uh, an unranked team, a team barely getting votes, uh, upsets, if you will, the number six slash seven team in the country as Arizona State defeated North Dakota in the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame game in beautiful T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. Scott Strandy with you tonight in Phoenix, Arizona. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein uh, out on Long Island, New York. And, uh, Paul, we talked enough about that one. I know we could go on right. forever, but but we need to go on and move on. And one of the things that, that I thought of, and I know you did as well, was what did it do to the pairwise? And uh, that that came out, and it did something to the pairwise, didn't it, Paul? Well, if, if I remember correctly, and I, I, I probably I, the ASU was probably in the low 30s before this weekend. If I'm not mistaken. Maybe they were 29, somewhere in that range, 30, 31, 32. But now they're up to 21. So they're they're they are. You know, a win like that moves you up because, once again, not only do you beat North Dakota, right, you know, North Dakota will, you know, have that strength of schedule and they will go on and they will beat teams, if you know, besides the ones that they've beaten already. Paul, let me tell you something. You just said Arizona State's in at number 22 or number 21. Right on that borderline, twenty-two, I guess officially. What I'm no, well, I'm seeing twenty-one. So okay, whatever. Um, uh, North Dakota's at thirty-one. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Goodness gracious, what a drop! Um, that is uh, that's unbelievable because now they've got work to do. As you mentioned, though, they do have the NCHC conference for not only strength right. of schedule, but they have the tournament. Right, and, and Duluth uh, is at thirty-five, they'll climb. and they'll climb. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, you know, and and one thing, Paul, that's it's making me a bit nervous is Denver six two and zero. Oh. They only lost two games. They lost them to UMass, right. who's five one and one, right? And they lost them on the road. And they outshot. And most people will say they outplayed them. They just didn't outscore them. And um, Denver right now is number five in the pairwise, right? Um, I'm I'm shocked. Yeah. Harvard played two games. They're two and zero. Oh, well, and yeah, they're number one in the pairwise. Is- yeah, but that that's why I'm saying that they're, they're they're in the range. Um you, you know how I feel about these teams that haven't played yet and Harvard played this weekend for the first time as the all the Ivies did. Um so uh, that's kind of a an outlier. Uh as you look at the rest of the the schools in in at the top there in the pairwise. Um you know, um uh, you know, St. Cloud is doing better than anybody thought, or at least certainly than I thought. 
And right now, um, seven and one. Let me let me withhold judgment. Sorry, guys. Sorry, Brett. But let me withhold judgment till I watch you guys play Saturday night uh, in Denver. I, I listen. I'm. Let not, me just I'm hold just, my opinion on but that. But it's not completely weird to see St. Cloud up there. Uh, no, Brown. No, at they've, 10, they've earned that place before. Brown at ten, Sacred Heart at fourteen. Nothing against those schools. I, I love, you know, these smaller schools. You know, like Brown being. But once again, Brown is one and one. They only played two games there in Ivy. Uh, Sacred Heart at five and two. Good for them. You know, um, Bemidji, Miami, AIC is at nineteen. Yale, who's one and one, only played two games. They're twenty. So this is still going to change a lot. Uh, I, I can't imagine Brown's going to stay in the 10 spot. Um, I, I'd be kind of interested in say, be a pretty good story if Sacred Heart stays in 14. Um, they have a new building coming in January. Um, you know, that other maroon and gold team is at 18. AIC is at 19. You know, um, they're, they have been on the periphery of at-large bids for a while now. Um, Minnesota State's actually at 22. Uh, so, I mean, there's lots of, there's lot there's probably, I, I assume you have another four to six weeks before this thing kind of gets settled into where it's probably going to be, you know, where you'd have to start worrying more about every single moment. Well, it, it's going to start this weekend because NCHC play begins this weekend. Minnesota Duluth at uh, Colorado College. I'll be there for that one Friday night, and then I'll go up the road up I-25 to see Denver and St. Cloud State play on Saturday night. Um, and then then you'll start to see things, um, quote-unquote, even out. I know I know Denver played at Miami, so technically they started last week, but um last weekend. But uh, uh, and a good weekend for Denver, by the way. Uh, uh, an impressive weekend. They played really well. Carter Mazer is a real deal. Um, you know, Miami is a place where they normally struggle. Yeah, there was an emphasis on that, Paul. Um, <laughs> that, that wasn't gonna they, happen they, this year. They they really dominated Miami on Friday night and um, the game on Saturday was, was, was much closer, uh, with, you know, Miami actually going into the third period with a lead, but, um, you know, Mazer scored goal number nine and then, uh, on a power play got goal number 10 to take a, a, a three to two lead. Uh, you know, Miami basically couldn't get in the Denver end for the last two periods of the games. Of, of that game, but it was a tight game. I mean, Ludwig Pearson was Ludwig Pearson and, and kept Denver at bay as much as he could. Um, but considering that, that Katie arena has been a house of horrors for Denver, it was a good weekend for them. Yeah. And like I said, there was a focus um, this week to make sure that that did not happen again. Um, and if you think there's a reason why Carter Mazur is wearing a letter a lot like Josh Doan, those two are very similar in the standpoint that, um, as their coaches will tell you, they were born to be that leader. They were born to wear letters. That's what they do. Uh, Coach Powers told me that that Josh Dome was bred to be a leader. That's what he well, does. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and Carter Mays are the same way. Uh, when you put a letter on a sophomore, they're special. 
and both of them are proving it in different ways. Josh, not so much offensively as far as putting the puck on the net, but he's a playmaker. He's standing up for his teammates, and obviously he's blocking a lot of shots. So um, uh, kudos yeah, and, to both those guys. Yeah, I mean, um, like I said, you know, I mean, I, I, I know, I mean, 10 goals, you know, by the end of October is pretty darn good. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty impressive. Um, uh, can we say front runner for Hobie Baker yet? Uh, Go ahead and say it. Carter Mazer, front runner. No, I can't say it. Yeah, think it then. Just think it. No, and then we'll I, all I know it. I, I can't do that either because just because I can't let you. Right. <laughs> uh, Carter, my friend, uh, I'll see you this week. You know, I just no, I can't. Because if I if I agree with you, you're never going to hear the end of it. Yeah, so that's why point. I can't. Good point. But everybody knows you are agreeing with me, so no, I'm not. We'll, we'll go with there. Um, okay, uh, the Colorado College Tigers bounced back on Friday night with a uh, unbelievable performance, eight yeah, nothing against Air Force. Yeah, they they just they just yeah they played. I just don't know. I just don't know it. what happened on on Saturday. Um, because uh, I mean, Chris I'm sure said, Air Force was angry, but. Chris Mayotte said this. He said the guys that performed well for us on Friday night did not perform well for us on Saturday night. So once again, he's looking at his team and he's saying they're young. They're a little inconsistent. They need to shake that. And when they do shake that, uh, it'll be closer to the Friday night performance than the Saturday night performance. Air Force three. You're for welcome, five Coach. On the I, I said that for you. Air Force three for five on the power play Saturday night. They won six to three on the yeah, Paul, that game had nine goals in the first 30 minutes and none in the final 30. I, I get it, but once again, you know, Colorado College is better than they were last year, but not if they keep going to the box. That's because they're inconsistent. They're young. They need I to, understand uh, that. But they need to develop consistency. That's something that Arizona State was last year that they are not this year. So um, uh -oh. that's, that's what they have to work on. But anyway, on other, a split. On the other hand. On but the other hand, Colorado was, College keeps the Pikes Peak trophy. Right. But on the other hand, I'm sure that Coach Saratori was very happy at the way his team bounced back. Had to be. Had to be, especially on home ice. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Then let's look at the Lindenwood Lions because they did something special. You know, you know, we talked about them a little bit last night when we had Eddie on. Yeah, Eddie said he's he shocked that Zombo talks. Well, I guess. <laughs> I told I mean, Eddie, I said, maybe he doesn't talk to you, but he's talked to Paul and I. He talks their ears off. Well, let's put it this way. I mean, you know, I've only, you know, been acquainted with the coach uh, for the last couple of years. Um, if he's quiet, if this is, if, if he's the quiet one, oh, my God. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, well, and I listen, can tell you, we, I he, love he was the me. quiet one. He was the quiet one, but he only opens up, I think, to people that he trusts and who he, uh, you know, who he knows he's talking, talking real hockey to. You know, um, well, and and then there's us. So, um, but. Yeah, we're the real hockey people. But, you know, that team is just, when you look at the schedule they've played, Toughest in NCAA hockey. I mean, it's it's been crazy the schedule that they've played, and I think 
not this past weekend, but the weekend before there was one game where they were kind of blown out and weren't in the game, but every game they've been in. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, yeah, they, they struggled at Michigan and Minnesota on the first nights, but um, yeah, for the most They're part, they've in been in games. games. They haven't really got, there's not been a lot. You would, you would have expected a few more eight nothings and. Oh yeah. And, yeah. And Especially with the teams they played that that's yes. the thing. Yes. So don't take Lindenwood lightly. They got a split at Bentley. Um, which one of our Alaska teams was off this weekend? Was it Anchorage that was off? Uh, were they off this weekend? One of them was off, and, and one of them was playing. Fairbanks, I no, think. No, 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 no. Uh, Fairbanks was in Marquette. Right. Getting a split at Northern Michigan. Right. Uh, and then Anchorage was off. Were they off? Yeah, I think they were. I guess they were. Yeah, I think when I put the schedule, they were off. So uh, Fairbanks, they just, uh, Alaska. They want to be called Alaska. Um, yeah, but. I'm, I know. I'm, we have to differentiate, but they are it's, Alaska. It's, it's easier that way. I don't say yeah. I don't say northern Michigan every time. I just say northern. <laughs> right? Do you say Arizona State the... every time? Yes. Okay. Just checking. Um, which, by the way, our buddy Alex Heinert did every time last night, as did uh everybody else involved in that broadcast and they got it right many 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 kudos to them yeah nice job guys for getting it right um they you know you know we've had alex on love to have him on again um but they you know they're that was top notch it was we're gonna wait. We're gonna wait till North Dakota wins a game, though, before I bring Alex on. Well, I, I don't want to bring him on when they lose. No, I get that, but you know, as long as we're, you know, because I'll sit here and say um, that you know, team, you can't be lazy. And am I am I being a hypocrite? Okay, maybe, but there's no confusion when I say Northern, because is there any other school? that has Northern in their name. No. Not that I'm aware of, but. Well, but, not at Division One, maybe yeah. Division Three. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is there, you know, when we say Duluth, and half the time I say you're Bulldogs anyway. Yeah, because they are, but anyway. Okay, so not the same thing. Nope. So that's how the weekend went for the teams uh, in in our coverage area. Tomorrow night we've got a great guest coming on. We got uh, the athletic director from Lindenwood joining nice. us tomorrow night. So that'll be nice. fun, uh, Mr. Coomer. Um, so we'll get into that. Um, I do want to kind of just wrap up with with one quick thing. Um, okay. I thought Arizona State. They, they came into this thing, and, and Eddie Christian told me, maybe he told you too, he said, hey, the guys are wearing black tonight. That means they mean business. Arizona State came in wearing uh, a little sparkle in the helmet, a little uh, Vegas gold in the uh, gold on the jerseys that was sparkling too. Just said devils. That's it. Just said devils. And uh, was sleek. It looked sharp. Man, great job. Great job, guys. You looked fantastic up against that black and green and white of North Dakota. Well, the game looked good. Like I said, the the, the quality telecast. Um you know, the the, it, the it, and by the way, it's easy to do when you're in T-Mobile. <laughs> yeah, I, I listen, I understand that. I mean, it just the whole thing looked good. I mean, 
And you know, would yeah, I look be better with this? a W, right? Look well, better with a three two say, W on I, the right end. Would I be saying <laughs> this if 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 the other team won? I I don't know. But the game <laughs> yes, really, really you're good. classy enough to say it would have been a good game the and well run game. Really, really good. Um, you know, you know me. I I try to give credit where credit is due. Except when it comes to me. Well, no, no, no. I give you credit when when you deserve it. <laughs> I just don't deserve Let, it. <laughs> well, I, sometimes you do, and I won't do it just because, at least on the podcast, anyway. All right. I don't, I don't want to get you a swelled head. All I'll right. I got to go check head. into a hotel. I've been driving all day, and I came from Whatever. Vegas, so I'm checking into a hotel. You say goodnight for us. From the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Live on the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Brought to you by AT&T Wireless, where you can get the latest phones free with eligible trade-ins. Go to att.com slash wireless for more details. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or behindthemask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. Available at our two locations, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, as well as 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. For the NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Drury's and Suites, now an official Disney World hotel. Book your stay now at juryhotels.com. Top Golf, play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. Liberty University, over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice. Strengthen your faith at our state of the art campus. See us at liberty.edu. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide. It's where the action is, in the resort or in town. And by College Hockey, Inc. College Hockey West Live, presented by Behind the Mask and all of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com podcasts are live every week in the Podbean app and available for download wherever you get your podcasts from. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. When you search, rate, and review, search ITHSW podcasts, all one word. Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done. As usual, my friend, we will say a big congratulations to Arizona State and also to North Dakota. That was a great show they put on. I mean, that is college hockey in its finest. Uh, our own Stephen Marsh was able to take an NCAA game, I believe, for the first time. And uh, he was really impressed with, uh, with the play, especially seeing it done uh, in his home, if you will, the, the, uh, the fortress at T-Mobile right. Arena. Oh, so, By the way, yeah. before you go... Just to let you know, um, the Capitals are going to Tempe um, on January 19th. Ovechkin's oh. going to be there. January uh, 19th, he's going to be think? there. Oh, you absolutely. Think? If for no he'll, other reason, it's going to be what? He'll be, 75, he'll be in the press box. Well, he might be, but he's still going to be there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I told you he was going to be there. I said he wasn't going to be on the ice. Eh, he might be. <laughs> nah. No, nah, why would we'll he? We'll see. All right. Why would he? Because he wants yeah. to catch Gretzky. Yeah, not there he doesn't. Uh, he, okay. He'd like to do it at T-Mobile. Uh, anyway. <laughs> gonna, no, he's not going to catch him this year, but he's got to, you know, play the games to get I the know. goals. I know. I'm kidding. All right. Uh, we'll see you tonight. Little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro, and ask everybody to join us tomorrow night for Analytics and Eyeballs and our special guest, the athletic director from Lindenwood University tomorrow night. Good night, everybody.